Brought to you by Feitner Productions. From the Beyond Unreasonable Doubt Studios, in association with Feitner Productions, it's Lay Down the Law! With your host, Billy DeClerc. Hey, that's me. Yeah, that's right, Billy. That's you. <sighs> Featuring Courtney Carwall, Curtis Rutherford, and Griffin Taylor. Only a madman would dare to bring these people together to build a world of law and order, only to tear it apart with laughter. That madman is attorney Billy DeClerc. The result is a podcast blasted to the farthest reaches of the internet. That podcast is this one, and it starts right now. Welcome to Laying Down the Law, Earmark Edition, a law and comedy podcast hosted by me, the demon spawn of a 1974 hot tub party in the Glendale Galleria between Rosie O'Donnell and Mike Judge. I'm Billy DeClerc. I'd like to introduce my three guests. First, she's a first-time guest, an actor, improviser, and writer, star of the Groundlings Improv Troupe in Hollywood, California. Her short Lipstick City won awards, including best comedy short on the festival circuit in 2021. You can get it now on Vimeo. And she says she's really excited to be here. Courtney Carwall. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Welcome, Courtney. (laughs) Thank you for having me. All right. You can leave it. You can leave it anytime. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not asking you to. Please welcome back to the podcast, an actor, writer, improviser, a star of the Second City and Groundlings in Hollywood, a member of the juggernaut improv sensation, You're On Mute, a sketch artist, and we're not talking about stuff you do with pencils unless it's a sketch about pencils, Mr. Griffin Taylor. Hello. Thank you for having me back, Billy. Thank you for coming back. I'm surprised that you came back after the last time. Remember the thing that happened with the thing. Last time was horrible. Let's not talk about it. Yeah, let's not talk about it. We're never going to release that episode. We can't legally. We can't. <laughs> it's actually been banned by the Supreme Court. Um, spawned a new case that we will analyze in a future yeah. laying down the yeah. law. Exactly. <laughs> and let's welcome back a returning guest. He's a writer, improviser, host of the podcast Improv Beat by Beat. His writing may be found on McSweeney's and elsewhere. He's a member of Megaplex, the improvised movie, Fluffy and Ghost. He is also a member of the steering committee of the Comedy Co-op of Los Angeles, which is a performer-led cooperative that believes that live comedy needs to be accessible, affordable, and adaptive to all people, regardless of race, gender, sexuality, size, age, ethnicity, or ability. That's the LA Comedy Co-op. He is Curtis Rutherford. Hello. Welcome Thanks back, for having Curtis. me back also, yes. Oh, definitely. yeah. And we got a little PSA in there for the comedy co-op. How's, how's yeah. that going, by the way? It's going. We're like doing a couple shows every once in a while, but we're like close to becoming a real official theater. Right now, it's kind of, Ooh. yeah, still building, which is fun, but also exhausting. By the time we release this episode, it's going to be uh, taken over the music center of Los Angeles because it takes me a long time to release episodes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thrilled to have you all on the show, but first a word from our sponsor or sponsors. 
Here's the story of coronavirus. When the government was clearly unprepared, all of us had heard the dire warnings, and we all got scared. It's the story of a world pandemic, where we all were told to lock down in our homes, with lots of hand washing and social distance. Now we are all To overcome our doom and gloom, we might die alone without some human contact. That's the reason we all meet by Skype and Zoom. But you're on mute, you're on mute. You can scream into the void because you're on mute. You're on mute. Live comedy the second Saturday of every month at the Pack Theater in Hollywood. And we're back. Let's dive into the case of the week. Uh, I swear I'm, I'm going to have sponsors when this goes. I swear it. I know it. I don't know if it's going to be the corner liquor store or what, but there will be sponsors. So, so I'm wearing my glasses and everything. This is Sea uh, Land Services, Inc. versus Pepper Source. And it's a 1991 case out of the Seventh Circuit, which is in Chicago. It opens with a little humor. Judge Bauer starts out, this spicy case finds its origin in several shipments of Jamaican sweet peppers. <laughs> Judge Bauer. Jeez. Good Lord. What a comic. What a, what a hoop. Sealand Services, which is an ocean carrier, shipped peppers on behalf of the Pepper Source, which is one of the appellants. So they're the ones coming up on appeal. The Pepper Source stiffed Sealand on the freight bill, which is substantial. Sealand sued for the money it was owed. And uh, there was a default judgment entered in the amount of $86,767.70. I thought you said it was substantial. That's uh, Well, I, I'm sorry. It's 1991 and it's rather substantial. But you know, Judge Bauer, how he's just, just a kidder. He's just a, he's, he, he lifts you up and then he knocks you down. Right, exactly. We all yeah. know Bauer. He says the pepper source was nowhere to be found. It had been quote unquote dissolved in mid 1987 for failure to pay the annual tax and it had no assets. Um, and uh, Judge Bauer adds with the well empty, sea land could not recover its judgment against, against the pepper source. Hence this, this lawsuit. I mean, he could have gone further with the well and the sea thing. Like there could have been some water analogies or something. <laughs> Are these spicy peppers? Well, Judge Bauer says they are, but he's from Chicago. So, you know, sure. some Midwestern mm. taste is not, that's not like the Southwest here. Where are they like, big or are they small? It is a sweet, fruity flavoring, much like habanero peppers and scotch bonnets. Damn, Curtis knows his <laughs> fucking peppers. <laughs> I think he just, he just said it was spicy so he could set up his joke. Yeah. I mean, there, there's one, uh, there's one case out there. It's about the Oakland Raiders and the whole thing, the whole thing is full of bad puns. It's like, there's no relief in this arena. And like, like just like one football pun after another, after another, after another, it's bad. I mean, cause legal writing could be pretty dry. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was, my favorite is to throw in alliteration in my brief. I'll just like put in something like it fails for foolishness or something like that. Because it's boring. 
So, <laughs> so then Sealand sues in a new lawsuit because they, they got Sealand. this judgment against the pepper source and they can't find him anywhere. So what are you going to do if you have an $86,767.70 judgment? You're going to go figure out who has the assets. So this is a concept called veil piercing, piercing the corporate veil, because the pepper source is a corporation. Corporations have shareholders, and sometimes the shareholders, they have money, but the corporation does not. For those really intense listeners, I'll just point out that this is a follow-on case from the case we last had Curtis on about taxi cabs. We won't say too much about that. You got to go listen to the other episode with Curtis to learn about piercing the corporate veil when taxi cabs are involved. But when Sweet Peppers do it, it's totally different. So Sealand sues Gerald Marchese and five business entities he owns. Um, the Pepper Source, Caribbean Crown, Jamar Corp, and Salescaster Distributors, Inc. Sealand wants to do two things. They want to pierce the corporate veil and hold Marchese personally liable for the debt. And they want to do something called reverse pierce the other corporations so that they too are on the hook for the $87,000. Okay. So, so sorry, just to be, so mm-hmm. the piercing the corporate veil thing is the saying, well, Marchese is really behind this corporation. He's the man behind the curtain, right? Correct. But then the reverse corporate piercing is saying, well, we're going right through this, the curtain to Marchese and right into his next corporation. Well, let's put it this way. Okay. So, so, so Curtis, let's say you're the mastermind behind a corporation and we'll call it Fluffy. Okay, great. So, you, so, you know, so, so Fluffy uh, defaults on some debt and they know that, that, that Curtis Rutherford is the, the mastermind behind Fluffy. Well, good luck getting the money. Cause I've now dissolved Fluffy. You've dissolved Fluffy, not a chance, but they know where the money is. The money's in Megaplex which is also controlled by Curtis Rutherford. So they want to get the money from Megaplex, which is a totally different corporation. And by corporation, I mean improv troupe, but I also mean corporation. So they want to get the money from Megaplex because obviously Megaplex is loaded. So you sue Fluffy, you pierce the corporate veil up, and I'm pointing kind of up to Curtis because he's in the box above me on the Zoom screen. And... Um, up to Curtis and then reverse per- Pierce down into Megaplex because Megaplex has pots o money. Gotcha. So like there would be like, for instance, a bulletin board, like the wire style with my picture up top and then Correct. like Fluffy and Megaplex underneath. And they'd Correct. be like, we can't get Fluffy. So let's travel up to Curtis and back down to, so they're back down to Megaplex. Down to yeah. Megaplex. Got it. Okay. Right. And whatever other corporations, um, this mastermind would be behind. So that's the idea because the accusation is that these corporations are what's called the alter egos of each other. The alter ego, uh, that's Latin. We love Latin in the law for the other self. So an alter ego liability is when there are commingling of assets and, and liabilities where it's unfair or unjust to distinguish between the corporate entity and its owner. If you run a corporation and you use your corporation to pay for your dry cleaning and lift rides to your nightclubs and you're not a nightclub impresario, you are a um, you know, accountant and you're running all these expenses through the corporation and their personal expenses and the corporation has no money, but you have money, then you're risking, then you're saying essentially they're the alter ego. This, this person controls and dominates this corporation. So much so, they use it for personal expenses. They commingle their accounts. It's clear mm. they treat it just as an alter ego, as another version of themselves. It's just a corporate 
essence of themselves. And many small LLCs could be that way. You know, people use it for all kinds of different reasons. The IRS doesn't always like how people use their LLCs. Um, but, but the idea in this case is when you have an outsider, someone that's not part of the LLC or part of the corporation, trying to get the assets of the corporation to satisfy, here it's a judgment. So the true term, and if, the, if you are the takeaway, one thing you want to remember from this episode is the idea of outside veil piercing. So veil piercing, meaning we are going to cut through the corporate veil and get to the, try not to yawn. We're going to cut through the- Sorry. The, <laughs> no, he just says that throughout the, the podcast. Actually, they add in yeah. extra- Every three minutes. Every yeah. three minutes. Just, no, don't yawn. Yeah, he has a button, kind of like a morning oh. DJ, that just yeah. says, "Don't, don't yawn." Don't yawn. Don't yawn. Yeah, it's better than before. You just said, "Wake up!" Every three minutes. Uh, veil piercing is you're disregarding the corporate entity because it's an alter ego of the owner. So we're disregarding Which, it. There's no real difference. By the way, Billy, you introduced alter ego by saying, "I'm going to use a Latin term," and that's an alter ego, which I feel like is a term we all know. Yeah. Right, yeah. that's like in Spider Man and Batman and stuff. Alter, like, oh yeah, right. Use this Latin term. This Latin, <laughs> I guess technically it is, but it's also a normal phrase that I think we all know. Alter Anyways. ego, right? Yeah, we yeah, get it. I am you know out Latin. of touch. I Wait, have... what's this Spider Man all about? <laughs> he has an alter ego. His alter ego is Spider Man. Yes, that's exactly it. So this is yeah. pretty much people abusing the LLC where it, it gives people distance between their own assets and assets of the business, right? Right. So the whole point of the LLC is that you can't, if your business goes bankrupt, they can't go after your assets, right? Because you only have a certain amount of liability based on what your company does, right? Right. That's what the L and the, the, L, and the L stand for, limited liability, meaning right. that meaning that the, the, the corporation limits your liability. So if you are holding, yeah, that's the example. The main reason is that you don't want to be personally be on the hook for whatever um, liabilities of the corporation. And there are many circumstances in which the you can be personally responsible for um, something a corporation does, but the still overarching purpose is to separate that liability out, whether it's it's tax liabilities or um, liabilities for lawsuits or for contracts. Um, you know, if you sign a lease as a corporation, a lot of times the landlord will say, well, we want a personal guarantee from the owner because we know the corporation, he could just dump the corporation and, you know, then we can't collect rent. Hmm. A lot of this, this sounds like a certain uh, well-known family that held office before the last president. <laughs> And did a lot of this. Didn't he buy a painting of himself to put it mm -hmm. uh, for an unknown property in Florida? Mm -hmm. And it's based on his either his nonprofit's money or it was based on the Trump organization or whatever his, this person's organization is called. Uh, yeah. <laughs> didn't he do that shit? That horrible portrait of him that's in Mar-a-Lago. Mm -hmm. he, he used mm -hmm. funds from his company to buy it or something. His, his I believe it was the Trump Foundation. Um, I think the Trump Foundation off. also paid for his son's Cub Scout fees, like $14 a, a year or something. Oh my God. <laughs> that's crazy stuff like that. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's, that's, um, so that's using a corporation that you control for, um, yeah, for personal purposes. And that's actually what, um, well, if we want to talk about that, that's, that is the issue that I think is 
potentially going to be the most problematic. The most likely prosecution is going to be in the state of New York from, I think it's Letitia James is the, the prosecutor mm-hmm. because he, because what they did at the Trump foundation is they, they inflated the value of the property in order to get loans, but they reduced the value of the property uh, for tax purposes. Right. So the, the property had their properties would have two different values. One for taxes, low, one for loans, high. And that's no, no, because on a, on both documents, you're supposed to be uh, signing under penalty of perjury. Um, that that's true in, you know, perjury means lying and yeah. lying. Is that Latin? Ooh, it, Latin. It is. Okay. Perjury is Latin for lying. <laughs> yeah. It's per jury for one right. jury. You can't say uh-huh. yeah. terrible, terrible. Now, job. now we just need to, to think of more Latin words that are in common parlance. And, um, you know, then I can like over explain them and then Curtis can go. Yeah. I think we know that one. Yeah. <laughs> These are salad. Isn't that Latin? Caesar salad. <laughs> <These are> salad. <laughs> and sorry, Billy, what were the like other corporations? It was like Cariba okay. Crown. Yeah, I'll read them to you. Names. Okay, uh, so, so the pepper source, which is the, the pepper company. Right. That's the one they pierced. Mm-hmm. They pierced pepper, pepper source. source. That's the that's the original debtor is pepper source. Caribbe Crown or Caribe Crown. Caribe, it's Latin. Uh, Jamar Corp. And Salescaster no, Distributors Inc. I hope it's Jamericorp and you're mispronouncing it. Jamericorp. <laughs> J A M. Yeah. J A M A R. Jamericorp. I don't know. Virtual insanity going on at that. <laughs> <laughs> so the allegation is that um, that he manipulated these companies for his personal use, and then they added another company called Tynet International. But this one's different because it wasn't solely owned by Marchese. He hold half the stock and someone else named George Andre on the other half. The argument is that Tynet was just another alter ego along with all the others, even though there's another separate owner. One of the factors in determining alter ego is the control that the stockholder or LLC owner has over the corporation, how they use it as their personal plaything, so to speak. I love that. Okay, this is off topic, but Billy, I feel like you have new glasses and they look like a Southern lawyer glasses. Like it looks like you ordered a Southern lawyer kit. It, they came with a white suit. Like yeah. this is like well, it's especially comical. I, I don't know if we'll put up a video version of this, but it's especially comical because with the big things on my ears, like I have to hold it. It's like cockeyed angle, which is like, <laughs> like I've been hitting the bub and a little early. Yeah. So let me tell you about alter ego liability. You need to like, incorporate early. And you need to not use personal asset. You need to not, I'll say, I'll say, you need to, you need to not pay your personal expenses. I'll say out of the, now I'm turning to Fargo and Lakehorn, out of the corporation. Do you I understand love this? If you did this in court, I think it would go <laughs> so well. Like the folksy down south kind of thing. Yeah. Those classics. I think you would kill. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, when my client confesses to a crime while under the influence, you can only be one thing, and that is not guilty. <laughs> okay, that's all. These are new glasses, though, right? I'm not imagining. Uh, they're somewhat new. Okay. Yeah, I had the um, I had the 1970s um, news reporter room ones but those got stolen i don't know who did it oh weird um yeah, yeah. well i wasn't because the glasses are gone i can't be an investigative reporter and find them <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
that is true. Yeah. Yeah. I par- I parked my car on the street and um, there went my backpack. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I thought they also, I didn't lost stole your glasses. I know. I thought they specifically stole glasses, which actually has happened to me yeah. or I oh, lost man. them, but I set them down, went back to get them. <laughs> someone like, someone's, like, like, someone's going through restaurants and they're like not my prescription or they're oh. stealing the glasses running off with the wrong prescription and you just see them running in circles into walls <laughs> wait i thought this was astigmatism on the left eye <laughs> this is fun we're having a good time. I'm having a great time. I need I, this. My office gets so hot. Oh, yeah. And I want to turn on a fan, but I know it's going to mess with the audio. But I feel like. Oh, what if we took like a 10 minute break? <laughs> no, we don't have no, to. No, I'm like, my, yeah, I'm same, same, same. Um, It's summertime in LA. And the whole thing I'm about summertime, face. do you need a, can I pass you a mint julep there, Joe, number four? <laughs> can I bring you, can I bring you a chicken wing, a fried chicken wing? Now, my mama used to tell me. So no clearer tampering with the jury than giving them a mint julep and a chicken wing. <laughs> Just out of Which I pocket. imagine you pull the chicken wing like out of your suit pocket, out yeah. of your way. Out of your white suit. Just like, <laughs> just all these grease stains. All <laughs> yeah. Okay. So one of the corporations was co-owned. One of the reversed pierced corporations was co-owned by somebody else. But George they're still Andre. basically saying mm-hmm. these are all Marchese's corporations. Correct. So Sealand moves for summary judgment, which is basically before a trial, you say the evidence is so strong. We don't need to have a trial. And um, Judge Bauer just just throwing down the comedy, which like the brief in support and the appendices was about three inches thick. I don't know why he's harping on how much paper they use, but in the 1991, I guess they care about that. So the court grants the motion for summary judgment, um, meaning that the court, without ever considering the jury, says, yes, these are the alter egos. They should be liable for the $86,776.70 that the pepper source is liable for. They're all alter egos. You know, Marchese is the alter ego of the pepper source. And Caribbean Crown and Jamar Corp and Sales Cap- Caster and Tynet, all alter egos. The court uses this rule, which I'm just going to say there are two requirements. The first is that there's a unity of interest and ownership such that the separate personalities of the corporation and the individual or the other corporation don't exist. So unified, unified ownership or interest. And second, that adherence to the fiction of separate corporate existence would sanction a fraud or promote injustice. So number one, they're basically the same person. And number two, treating them as separate people would hurt somebody else. So that's the, when you go outside veil piercing, that's the outside part. It's a someone not inside the corporation, because, you know, if you have a small LLC and you want to have a bank account and you want to run your, mostly people don't care except for the IRS. But if someone sues your LLC, then they might care. So they, they talk about the four factors to determine unity of interest. It's lack of corporate records, commingling of assets, undercapitalization, basically where there's no money in the, in the company. They treat it just as a shell. 
and the corporations treating the assets as though they are interchangeable. So this gets appealed from the court up to the Seventh Circuit, and that's the Court of Appeal for Chicago and the Midwest area. The court says the first thing is it's obvious that these corporations are really just the playthings of Marchese. He's a sole shareholder of four out of them, and he's one of two of them with Tynet. And none of them ever had a corporate meeting. There were a couple meetings between Marchese and Andre, but nobody took any minutes. Marchese couldn't remember there were, if there were articles of incorporation or bylaws or any other agreements. They all use the same office. They all have the same phone line and they all have the same expense accounts and the like. Judge Bauer never wanted to miss an opportunity. He throws an exclamation point and how he does run the expense accounts. When he fancies to, he borrows substantial amounts of money from the corporations, interest-free. Then the corporations borrow from each other when they need to be, which as a result left the pepper source completely out of money when the Sealand bills come due. He's used the bank accounts of these corporations to pay personal expenses, alimony, child support to his ex-wife, education for his children, maintenance of his personal automobiles, healthcare for his pet. The list goes on and on. He doesn't even have a personal bank account. Another exclamation point. You never see exclamation points in judicial opinions. I mean, never. Judge Bauer is up in arms about this. He didn't have a personal banking account? No personal bank account. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it would be a good way to know who's selling your information, though, when you're getting like junk mail to which corporation. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, or in my case, it's just multiple misspellings of my name. <laughs> well, Billy's a tough one. Well, my last name. Marchese makes a big deal about the fact that he shares ownership of Tynet. And there's no example of money flowing from the pepper source to Tynet. And Judge Bauer says, so what? It shows that he treated it like his other corporations. He borrowed over $30,000 and loans flowed freely between them including $460 for a picture of himself with President Bush. Ugh. Speaking of, uh, boy, that was in Mark. Uh, did you read this case in advance, Griffin? It's a remarkably prescient analogy. Talking about with Trump, Trump with painting. the photo. Oh, I just, that is the first thing that I think anyone thinks of when they think of this kind of shit. It's yeah. Corrupt, like, exactly. And it's stuff. Yeah, so Mar- Marchese used the Tynet credit card to pay $460 for a picture of himself with President Bush. In 1991, that would be Bush 1. It's way creepier if it's Bush 2 at that point. <laughs> way creepier. Um, yeah, because he's like, way- oh, Bush 2, I think in 1990s, pretty much was a, was a Coke orgy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> here's, a college, yeah. here's a drunk college student I paid 460 bucks for a picture with. Yeah. By the way, is Tynet... Thai, like Thai, T H I A I, or is this T I E? T I E. Okay. T I E. There's no indication of what any of these companies do. That one that I find the most interesting is the one with the bo- most boring name, Salescaster Distributors. Like, that just sounds like a Ponzi scheme. Salescaster Distributors. Do you want the chance of a lifetime? Call our representatives at Salescaster Distributors. You can work from home. Uh, any hour of day, and you can sell, ca- cast, sell. and distribute. I mean, it could also be What's it? casters, which are you know the little wheels on the bottom of <laughs> right. office chairs, and uh, uh, yeah, it's a lot of money in those. A lot Otherwise, of money in that. Otherwise, your chairs are they immobile. Just, they just stay I where think, they are. I think, though, 
ironically, the stupidest company name is Sealand. Sealand. Because yeah. Sealand yeah. is an oxymoron, kind of. And it's also, it, or it sounds like the worst amusement park ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you're just in international waters. Maybe the best amusement park ever. But yeah. Sealand just seems like, what should we name our company? Oh, we do stuff on the sea, the land. There's already a company called Shore, so we have <laughs> yeah. to separate them. <laughs> yeah, they got the shore. We got the sea and the land, everything else outside of the shore. Yeah. Well, I do have to say this is one situation where the medium we're in is, is doing sea land dirty because there's a hyphen. So sea hyphen land kind of gives it a little bit more gravitas. That's a Latin word meaning it's heavy. Okay. 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 Like gravity. Okay. Okay. Uh, Oh yeah. By the way, you know, um, (laughs) on the Latin point, uh, Curtis, when you, when we had ghost on, you know, I used the word vis major and you're like, what does that mean? And I gave you the, I gave the wrong answer, but when I re-edited the episode, I gave the right answer. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know Latin. And I'm like, oh, and I'm editing it. I went, it's like, maybe I should check in. And I'm like, I told Curtis the wrong information. Now he's going around telling everyone this major and using it inappropriately. I, I have been made to look a fool in so many situations now where I've been using this major, which I don't remember what you said it meant. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> I did spend many, many hours. Editing that. Yeah. Yeah. Billy's going to make himself look great in the edit. Don't oh my God. Yeah, you miss, he's going to yeah, throw okay. us all under the bus. <laughs> I've noticed a lot of my lines get re-recorded as Billy. I don't know what, <laughs> what that is. All the, he's all the good jokes. Yeah, Billy's exactly a Shit, he's so quick. So it's appealed, goes to the Seventh Circuit. Yep. The Court of Appeal agrees that the, that the test for unity of ownership and control is met here because there's a lack of uh, distinction between the corporate entities and Marchese's personal assets. And so they're agreeing with Bauer. They're, uh, Bauer, with all of his, his exclamation points and puns, they say, you were correct. Bauer is the one writing this opinion. He, he, he's writing for the, court, the Seventh Circuit, and he's saying oh. that the district court was correct. Okay, I see. The district court is unfortunately nameless. District Court Judge Doe um, was right. He's a corpse in a morgue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't even care. We're the Court of Appeal. We don't care who you are. But it says, essentially, he didn't come forward with any evidence showing that they were separate. And so in terms of unity of ownership, th- they win. So the second is whether it would promote injustice. The court says, well, what does it mean to promote injustice? Essentially, it's some version of a fraud. The court makes this point. It's not enough that it's just you wouldn't get to collect your judgment because that's the obvious point of why you're even doing alter ego is because you're not able to collect your judgment. So that wouldn't be the case all the time. The point is, the court says, there's got to be some kind of a deception or some kind of misleading creditors or some kind of um, dishonesty. So there was, so they're saying that not only was it separate, but because they were, these were alter egos and also they were alter egos specifically for fraud. They said, no, 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 no. Like if I had alter ego corporations, but they weren't to defraud people, they'd say like, whatever. The court of appeal is making this distinction by saying that it's not enough that it's just the creditor can't collect. There needs to be 
some kind of fraud beyond just the inability to collect. And so the court actually kind of does a 180. Judge Bauer throws us off the track and says, actually, we're going to send this back to court for more evidence to establish the existence of some sort of fraud or injustice. You know, Sealand thought that there was going to be able to collect from the pepper source by going after Marchese and all his assets. And Judge Bauer, with his, his wit and his exclamation points and his Latin fancy words like alter ego that nobody knows, he yanks it back and he says, go back to court and show some additional fraud or injustice. So back to court means in front of a jury? Means, yeah, you may ha- you're going to have to go back and you're going to have to prove it to a jury that some fraud or injustice would occur if you couldn't disregard the corporate entity. He said, you, f- you win on, there's a two-part test, you win on part one and you lose on part two, which uh, means you lose. So, yeah. that's the, so that's the finding in the case. Ultimately, Judge Bauer, he leads us on, he makes us think that Sealand is going to do okay, they're going to collect from the pepper source and Marchese and his empire of uh, different companies. And he says, no, you proved unity of interest. You don't even have your own bank account, but somebody needs to find that there's fraud or injustice other than just the inability of, of Sealand to collect from the pepper source. So they hadn't been sued before. This company had never been sued before. That's like there wasn't a precedent or whatever. Is that a Latin term? Uh, for them, like this guy seems like he skips out on a lot of bills. Yeah, I think that was his his whole mo. It doesn't say necessarily, but basically, he set the corporation up and then he shut it down. One of the areas where this happens a lot actually is um those buses that do the turnarounds to Vegas. They are um, constantly changing ownership of these buses because they're they don't they're they're garbage buses. Like they don't maintain them and stuff. And so, what happens inevitably is the bus you know, crashes and they, they just shut down the corporation, set up a new corporation. Beware, always investigate the uh, corporate assets before you engage in any kind of contract with anybody anywhere. That's time concerned. <laughs> yeah. like, so, I'd like to get this, this, um, this nice vase. Well, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to have to, I'm going <laughs> to have to do some research. reports. <laughs> Let me get back to you on this. Yeah. Can I put it on hold for two weeks? <laughs> yeah, so that's Sealand Services against Pepper Source. The um, the postscript is that it did get sent back down. The district court said, "Yeah, there's fraud and injustice here." Did a little more fact finding, and um, Sealand got eighty six thousand dollars plus interest in thirty one three sixty five, and they pointed out that he had engaged in blatant tax fraud. Tax fraud. Tax fraud. Yeah, Marchese blatant tax fraud. So they found him liable for the full amount. $86,768, which I guess they rounded up. He got to 767 <laughs> and 70 cents. But, you know, the district court's like, you know what? You came back. I'm charging you the extra 30 cents plus interest in the amount of 31,365, which in case anybody wants to know, post judgment interest is one of the better investment rates out there. It's 10% in California. Yeah. Uh, you can't get 10% anywhere. Post. In the 80s, you could get that with a CD or something. But in 1991, that was pretty good. So that's Sealand against the pepper source. Right result? Wrong result? What do you think? Right result. That's what we I wanted, think, right? I think it's right. I mean, I I, I, think I, I think it's an it's an awful lot of hoops for Sealand to even have to jump through um, when it's pretty darn clear that this that that Marchese is playing fast and loose with all his companies. And um, 
and I, I don't think it should be that hard actually to collect against them. I mean, corporations are, you know, you set them up They're They only exist on paper. Um, and you know, you should have to maintain it. Interestingly though, in California, outside veil piercing is pretty much not allowed. So, so the law in Illinois, which applied in, in the Sealand case, doesn't, doesn't really apply in California. So there's a, a case, um, from 2008 called Postal Instant Press, which basically said you don't need reverse veil piercing because you can collect another way. And it's, it's complicated to explain what that way is. But basically, in my Curtis example, all the money that Curtis is collecting from Megaplex, if you pierce the corporate veil of Flufty and you get to Curtis Rutherford, you can collect the money that Flufty, that Megaplex is paying to him. And so you don't need to hold Megaplex liable. You can just hold Curtis liable. So there's no reverse outside reverse veil piercing in California. Mostly. You can pierce the veil up to me. Uh, you just don't, there's, they're just saying, well, then what's the point of piercing it down? Right. You don't all the to... money's going to Curtis anyways. Correct. That's okay. so that's California law is a little, a little different. Obviously there, there are shades and nuance, but yeah. All right. When we come back, we're going to get some improv. Yay. Do you, anybody need a break? We took a few breaks along the way there. Okay. And we're back. Well, now that we have, um, we've all pierced our own veil and veils of others. Um, I think, um, I think it's time for us to, to close down the veil business. What do you, what do you think, Charles? I know you've been counting on the veil the veil business to um, pay for your kids' college, but it's time. Yeah, to well, I, I mean, uh, you know, we we're the top supplier in veils in the state of Wisconsin. I, I, there's so many weddings booked for this summer. I feel like if we we we're closing down the business, why? I I'm gonna say this is your fault. As the leader of this company, you've run us in the ground. We have a great reputation. Besides. Yeah, I think it's all your outside businesses is what I'm saying. I don't want to speak out of turn, but our yeah. veils are the best in the bits. Thank Cut you, to Charles. the wedding veil shop. Ah, out of my, ah, do you have any in silk? Yes, we have every single veil you could want. We have completely opaque veils. If you okay. don't want to see your way down the aisle, you mm. just stumble your way down or are carried on a litter, perhaps. Mm. We have um, veils with little eyes cut out. We have veils with additional eyes pasted on top so you could look like you're oh just staring God, right at the groom as you're coming down the aisle. Uh, like the googly eye ones? Like the googly eye, yes. yes. We oh also have gosh. electronic veils that lift themselves. So wow. in case you want to put your hands behind your back as you lean in for that kiss. <laughs> um, we also have veils that uh, you can pull a little cord like Venetian blinds and then oh they my. kind of open. Um, <laughs> they're called Venetian uh, veils. Marchese, stop. You flatter me. Oh my God. I would like to try on every single one. That would be amazing, please. Okay. I hope you have a week. <laughs> I do. And I have a lot of money. A Great. Lot Those money. are the things that we like here. <laughs> so, okay. So let's see. Let's. I have like $86,000 I can spend. 
Wait, today, $86,000 right now. I have today in 1991? $86,000. Yeah. I that makes you, you an 86,000 there. That's insane. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> okay. Well, here, how about this? You know what? You look like a woman who could handle a heavy veil. Oh, really? I'm, I'm going like to say the it. nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. I thank you so much. Um, this is a lead veil. So if there's any x-rays wow. along the way, you will be completely fine. Um, if you're going to the dentist beforehand, then yeah, I was the dentist thinking... will know nothing about you. <laughs> I was thinking of having my wedding in a dental office. I mean, it's so stark and clean yet. Ladies and gentlemen, we are gathered here today in Comfort Dental, a little wedding chapel to bring together this man and this woman in holy matrimony, followed by uh, cleaning and an extraction. I understand that the couple has written their own vows. And since I've just met them, um, I, I won't introduce them by name. But um, uh, yes, uh, uh, yes, I Can I Let me grab. I'm gonna grab the suckers and just give me a sec. I'll grab. It. Uh, uh, um, since since the first day that I laid eyes on you, um, I knew you were the one. I didn't think I could. Oh, I didn't think I could. Suck up some of the saliva. There we go. <laughs> Excuse me. I didn't think I could um, love anyone as purely and as honestly as I love you. Every day. Oh my gosh. This is it. That was. Oh, sorry. And spit. Spit. There we go. Thank you. Uh, sorry, I, I spat on you. No, I love it. Uh, I just want to say that I am so excited to be marrying you post uh, tonsil removal. Uh, <laughs> I know this is a huge budget wedding, but I think everyone should get good dental cleaning while they're at a, getting married. When I met you, six months ago as the receptionist in the dental chair at uh, LLC dental office um, at Jamara Corp. I just thought you were so handsome. With I, I'm so sorry to interrupt. We're going to have to do Novocaine on your other cheek. Okay. It'll just take a second and this will cause more numbness. I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, I thought you were so handsome with your long locks and your my hat that was just a little it's a little growing I just I we have to say this is really really I love you and I'm so happy to be married today and I just, I'm so happy to be here yeah I am I am that's the nicest thing anyone has ever said also you're chewing on your cheek a lot I think you can't feel it from the Novocaine. I I know. I now pronounce you 
Molar and incisor. That's a joke. That's a Dennis joke. Husband and wife. And uh, the bride may kiss the groom or vice versa if it's possible. <laughs> Guys, we got to name the company. Okay. We got, we got some basic things. Okay. What do we, we, we do? See, we do land. Okay. We got those two things under our control. Air out. Okay. But we are shipping things. From land to sea to land, which is why I'm going to say we name ourselves Land Sea Land. Land Sea Land? That's clear. Right. And it's got a good ring to it. Yeah, it's really good. Land Sea Land. It will really distinguish us from our competitor, Sea Land Sea. Mm. Yeah, you know, people are always getting us confused. Another possibility I'm going to say is uh, truck boat truck. Because those are uh, the three yeah. things we do, right? We truck it to the boat, to the boat, to the truck. It's also read about car to house, car to house. Ooh, car to house is good. It's not, it was, it, no, no, it's not as good as your guys' options, but I'm just, you know, I'm new. So I'm just trying to, trying to really put my foot in there and see how I get. It still paints a picture. It tells us I know which direction things are going. And that's what we want. What about like a, like a, you get a factory road, water road, warehouse. So instead of describing how it's getting there, we're describing what's going over. I like that. So the full logistics chain, factory road. Oh, that's good. To warehouse. That's I think I missed good. one. Link. Yeah, that's good. Factory road, water road. Tiny warehouse. unpaid children to factory road Ooh. to warehouse. To customers' home. I like that. All the cards. At $20 a pot. $20 a pop. Ted's gotten real quiet. He's just putting emoji on his screen. I don't know what's going on. Classic Ted. It's got Ted written all over it. What about if he's like, what if he's like, like, uh, like, uh, I think you were going somewhere with like, uh, like, uh, under, like, 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 uh, oppressed, uh, garment workers, uh, driver, uh, uh, crew of pirates, uh, driver, uh, duck work. What's so funny, Ted? What's so <laughs> funny, Ted? You're laughing, Ted. What's so funny? We're pitching ideas here, yeah, serious he's, he's, ideas he's that we're really considering. You just leave. You just he doesn't even understand what brainstorming is. Brainstorming, dude. The, the thing rule of brainstorming is there's no bad ideas. No bad ideas. Why I also, love it. No okay, so the most the recent room. one. Sorry, you. I, I like that you brought in the fact that our merchandise inevitably gets stolen by pirates. <laughs> and that's part of our logistics chain. We go halfway through. We generally park in the middle of the sea, wait for pirates to take it, bring it to Chicago, the pirate's hub. And we take it back. And then we take it back. Cut to the pirate ship. We be I got a box more. of white cotton teas. We gotta ship those off to Chicago. This entire Arr. box is full of lead veils. Lead veils. It's very God, heavy. So this heavy. box of lead veils. Oh, Pirate Joe, you've decided to come back. <laughs> Yard. Wait, how do you walk the planky, matey? Hey, fellow pirates. Do you feel like we're being used? I feel like we keep stealing these boxes and just delivering them to where they're supposed to go. Yeah, I... Which, judging by your accent, feel... we're from Scotland. We're from... <laughs> <laughs> I've I lived a life. Feel sim... 
<laughs> I stole the accent, okay? We're Scottish pirates, all right? It's what we are. We've been trying to go undercover, you know. But we, we I do think, though, I, I think I got caught up there. It is a little unprofitable. Yes, it's true. Our pirate in here. and If we're stealing the product and like, delivering it still at the same time, using our trucks and men, how we're, then are we turning a profit? We're dropping it. I think we're really good pirates, but terrible businessmen. Yeah. And women. Yes. It's not even like a Peter Pan thing. We're stealing from the rich and delivering to other rich. Yes, right. we're, we're like a, the rich and doing the rich's job for free. We're like criminal middle management. Yes. No. Yar. I, I don't know what, what life choice has brought us to this. I don't know. I miss the days when I'd pillage oh, the towns and have my way with women. <laughs> Which your way was very nice. We yes, all agree I'd take very... him on at least two to three dates. Your way was so respectful. Third date, I'd kiss them after paying for their creme brulee, and I'd tuck them in bed and say, "Is it okay if I spend the night?" That's why they call you old. Don't judge a book by its cover, beard. Yes, is what I've been saying. I love my women. I have women in Spain, Portugal, uh, the entire Iberian coast. And you're, you're, it's just you throw them off because you treat them so yes, well. I treat them too well. They all want a piece of me. What can I say? I'm a ladies' a man. <laughs> you all take a tip or two. Whew. So what's your guys' love life like, huh? Enough about this old hag. Gerd. Male hag. <laughs> is a haggard. A male hag is a haggard. A yes, male we hag know. is a haggard, as everybody knows. The women, I don't even treat them as my personal playthings. You know, some pirates. They just... okay. We cut to the Iberian coast. Well, when do you think Don't Judge a Book by Its Cover Beard will be coming by again? Oh, I don't know. He treated us so nice. He was so nice. We're just lost English woman here in Spain. Uh, those are my two beautiful ladies, uh, Chrysanthemum oh, oh. and Jeanette. Hello, women. Hello. Hello. What don't... shall we be dining with today? Shall we start with salmon, followed by some burrata and uh, mussels? Ooh, salmon, burrata, and mussels. Okay. <laughs> that's a recipe for a tummy ache, but hey. <laughs> When but you're I know going you're... from sea to land, you're always trying to still hang on to the sea as you walk across the land. So descriptive. That's what I love about you. You, you oh, always boy. describe things in such great detail. Yes, my love, lady of the night. And, Your and, long, beautiful locks. I could stare at them for hours. I mean, it's, exclus it's exclusively what you do. Exclusively staring at my locks. Never I touching. Do. I, I never daring, touch. Just... Opening doors that I don't even want to walk through. All right. Well, hey, what can I say? I'm a man of many traits, a gentleman. I'm not trying to grab your tush or spank your ass or anything like that. You know me. Just an old gentle Exist lad who everybody loves to be around. Oh, you have a vice of, it's excessive politeness. Excessive politeness. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. I have urges, but I stop myself from any urge. 
you do describe the urges in, in a lot yes, of Yes, yes, sure. I would love to rip your panties off and take you to Ooh. town in my bed, but what can I say? I refuse to do so until okay. we've at least been together for six to seven months. Oh. And I have spent a awful lot about 5,000 a pop on each of you at any store or place you like. I just want you to feel comfortable and trust me. Is all I'm, I'm sorry to, to interrupt, uh, but your creme brulees and your flans oh. already. A flan for you, a flan for you, a creme oh. brulee, a creme brulee. Oh, I just love flan. It's delicious. Well, oh, you're feeding it to me. Okay. <laughs> oh, ow, ow. Okay. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, I just had my tonsils removed. Who are you? Oh. oh. And, wow. and I just, you know, um, don't judge a book by its cover beard. My, my back is so, so itchy. And I just, as though someone would scratch it, but I know you only like to oh, look. I, I would, but I just can't touch your back. Well, maybe only one like little to touch. Would that be okay with you, my other date? I think she sure. said my name was Chrysanthemum, which Chrysanthemum was and I forgot. Ah, oh, I'm an You asshole. have so many, so many floral named girlfriends all up and down the Iberian coast. Yes. I, I go by Danette. Danette. Fuck. That's right. Danette. Oh. Danette. Cursing. Danette. Oh. I, so wow. piratish. Nar. It's so it is. similar to what pirates would expectedly do. Nar. It is. Nar. Yes, it's quite hectic out there. People stabbing each other constantly. Everybody's spitting on each other, smoking a lot of cigarettes, and looking for treasure. But me, I got to get off the boat, you know, see my women, and I really got to. And wait, I'm sorry. Are those. Are those even your glasses? Did you pirate some glasses? What? <laughs> I wear prescriptions. You should know that about me. I mean, first off, nobody says I wear prescriptions. Yeah, I just... wear prescriptions. One in each eye. A prescription to read and to drive. So I have a lot one, of different One eyes. eye is to read, the other eye is to drive. Let's just table this for now, okay? Uh, okay. Uh, excuse me, excuse me. Has anyone oh. seen my glasses? I have astigmatism in my left eye and 20-40 vision in my right eye, and I can't keep, keep I can't find my glasses anywhere. They look remarkably similar to the well, one. Well, they're not on the, my face, okay. That Ugh. one very polite looking yet grimacing and intimidating, yet simultaneously very polite pirate with my so they're glasses not on or, my face. I'm I'll pay the bill for everybody in here and I will be on my way. <laughs> Um, so I was working on your taxes, of course, and I noticed that you have 93 corporations and I just wanted to ask, uh, what's the deal with the 93 corporations? Cause, um, there's a lot of money going back and forth between, uh, all of this and it's, it's making your taxes a, a little bit uh, hard to deal with. Mm. For instance, we have toilet net. Yeah. That one is, uh, I use that one in the mornings when I purchase my coffee. Cause I see, cause the coffee just 
yeah, I'll have a little bit of half and half in it. And sometimes I have to go to the bathroom immediately after. Um, and that one, I just try to run everything through that account. So I don't really ever have to pay for coffee. But you feel me. You, you got it. I feel, I, of course. I feel but it, yes, it's, it's a totally reasonable. Sure, of course. Oh. As long as there's no fraud. That's totally yeah. fine. Okay, no, so no, anything no, no. toilet related no, no. is going through ToiletNet. Okay, so that's yeah. what well, we got coffee, yeah. we got we got toilet paper, um, we've got uh, prunes, we've got uh, quite a prune budget. Okay, got it. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. I okay. do. Okay. I like and those uh, in the afternoon. Of course, prunes in the afternoon. We all yeah. know the jingle. Yes, of course. Prunes in the afternoon. Gotta have them now. Bad prunes in the afternoon. Yes. Yes. So I one day I woke up and I had that stuck in my head all day long and I didn't even realize it's it. It's so catchy. Like, yes. I know you're asking me about this stuff, but it's like prunes in the afternoon. I got to have it now. Now. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So, sorry. Uh, so that's okay. That makes sense there. And so then the next one uh, we have eyebrow, eyebrow, eyebrow. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, that one's for my husband. He needs to pluck a little more um, oh i see so you have two eyebrows he has one eyebrow yeah he has a motto brow so that's eyebrow 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 okay eyebrow, so, it's really okay. embarrassing and he actually needs that for his work because he is a male model um in the on the weekends he, he okay uh, all right gentlemen uh as you know at the um the unibrow mr unibrow universe uh, the competition's fierce. Um, and so we have got to be fully ready uh, with all of the, you know, we have to be ready for the talent competition. We have to be ready for the swimsuit competition. We have to be ready for the um, uh, extempore speech, which is Latin for off the cuff. Uh, um, and um, so, so I feel- Wait, I'm sorry. Are we not doing smizing this year? We're doing smize browsing. That's where you smile with your eyebrow. Okay. Oh, thank God. Because I'm embarrassed. Okay. Anyway. Sorry. Go ahead. So I just, I want you to know that I, I believe in, in us. And also I believe that, 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 that one of us will win. Yeah. May the best man win. Duh. Yeah. Duh. Pretty Duh. obvious who it's going to be. I mean, come on, fellas. I got <laughs> that, shit on me. Am I, are, you, are you kidding me, man? I mean, it is a magnificent and bushy unitary brow, right? It just across at least four inches thick. There's Check no way out. that's real. That can't be real. Oh, my God. I'm doing the snake with my eyebrow. <laughs> Have you been juicing? I think transplants. That's insane. I think he's been juicing. He's been juicing. Yeah, I juice. So yeah. you have been juicing? Yeah, I juice. I admit it. The judges know. They don't care. Oh, God. I wish I'd known this. My internet's been so bad, I've not been getting any of the emails. <laughs> oh. Well, sorry, dude. Uh, Gotta yep, get up my, to Xfinity, my friend. Yeah. It's your fault. Mine, mine went to spam, but no, here it is. It's okay to juice. Literally anything you do is absolutely fine. Just juice it up, man. Botox, on the other hand, though, they say watch out for that stuff for this comp. Oh, yeah. Did you guys hear about what happened to, to Gerald last year's Mr. Unibrow? I saw it on YouTube. The, the, yeah, the, yeah. the yeah. accident. The... Shaved it, middle oh. of the night. 
Yep. Yeah, well, he was lighting some. And then he was cigar, stabbed. Right? He was what? And it was a joke cigar. I think it was this yes. judge that plays mm-hmm. jokes and stuff. It was a joke cigar, and it blew up right in his face. Took his mono right off. Yeah, it separated uh, it into two, and uh, and then. Oh, he got hey stabbed, guys! Of course. Hey um, guys! Oh Jesus! You guys remember back, me? Huh? Remember when oh, I was here no. last year? Gerald, yeah. uh, great. Hey, joke is moral support, or uh, no? Yeah, I just you know I miss old times and uh, yeah. you know the fun and the 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 friendship and the bonding and so who you know you guys are we're friends, right? Gerald, I'm going <laughs> to say it. When you walked in the room, there's now two eyebrows too many in here. Okay, you're not one of us anymore. Yeah, yeah man. You changed. It hurts. It's like you were cool and now you're not. Are you doing the sneak with your unibrow, Tom? Oh, Tom is bringing it this year. Oh, Oh. do the koi vanilla ice eyebrow. Oh, Oh. Oh. (laughs) judgment face. Yeah, that gets the ladies hyped. Sorry, I keep. Talking about the ladies. <laughs> well, you know who's winning this year, so. Anyways, I hope you can hold a camcorder because. <laughs> uh, Judge Bauer, um, I'm really sorry. Can I approach the bench? Can we all just, uh, can we approach the bench? Um, so, uh, so Judge Bauer, um, <clears throat> I know it's not on, on me to obviously judge a judge, but you have given, uh, you, you gave me an exploding cigar. Um, there are whoopee cushions on 11 out of the 12 jury members seats. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been extensive shock hand handshakes, right? Anytime there's an objection, you, you said, well, let's shake on it. And then we've, been shocked um let's see oh and i've noticed there's cans of peanut brittle on each of our desks and i'm just gonna say i'm guessing snakes i'm guessing that's not peanut brittle i'm guessing that's snakes judge bauer so i don't know if we could just um could i this is a very serious case okay uh, a former male model was stabbed after an explosion and, and 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 you're treating it like uh you know like looney tunes okay so i just can i, I would love it if no more jokes and we get back, okay? All right. Okay. No more jokes. Cry, baby, crown. <laughs> and I say, cry, baby, crown. Judge Bauer, I and I don't want this to cloud your judgment at all with this case. I love the jokes. It's so refreshing. I, I mean, some of these court cases can just be such a drag. And the fact that you bring this humorous element to it is just like, ugh, I love it. I can't wait to show up here every morning. Um, so I don't know. You do what you do. I trust your judgment. And uh, <laughs> what can I say? I'm a doof. Doofy doof. I'm a goofy doof. My favorite judge. Yeah, what can I say? Have fun. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, then I withdraw. I withdraw my my statement. I, I'll uh, we'll go back. Go back to it. Okay. I apologize, Judge Bauer. Apparently, I am in the minority. I'm thinking that uh, that was no, no, no. You're great. Hey, man, listen, you're doing a really great job. Okay. Thank you. You I, keep up I, the good work, and 
I will watch you well. D does that mean you're just going to give me a well? Is that what you're going to do? Is that just you're saying you're going to like give me a well or a picture of a well? That, <gasps> you said, and then you just, you just talked under your breath. Okay, that's fine. I believe I have the law and I have a uh, truth on my side. So I don't need anything else. Oh, hey, uh, hey, judges. Oh. Sorry, I'm late. Let me just sit down next to Judge Bauer here where I like to always sit. Oh, Judge <laughs> there you go again, you, you are so I just, I whoopee that. cushion. You're such He's a card. My gosh, Marchese, you got me again, my friend. Uh, whatever happens, guilty. All right, it's typical shit like that. So we'll just do the. Oh shit, guilty. Did, oh, you God. said whatever happens, guilty. Yeah, all right. It's just I'm trying. To... Can we do not guilty? I just sure. Whatever you guys, what do oh, you guys cool. want? Raise right. your hand. Well, Gu who much... thinks that whoever stabbed the model um is in this room that. right now? Okay, you know what? I'm going to use a little Latin phrase. This is uh, absolute malorcus. Okay. This is a, but this is, this is, this is crazy pants. Okay. To use the Latin. This is, you, know, you, you can't just do this. This is a court of law. We have to do something truthful and honest. We have to follow. I'm going to write that word down. Malork. Oh my gosh. An exploding pen. <laughs> <laughs> Judge no! You got Judge me again. Bell. I got ink all over my hands. My Judge goodness. Bell. My goodness. Uh, do, could you, <laughs> You're just such such a prankster, Judge. I was going to write down this word, Malarcus, that, that Judge Harris pointed out. And now Judge well, Harris, I, you just he's getting us every time. What can I say? I got him. And I got a lot of lovely personal playthings uh, all along the coast. Argentina. If anybody wants to come with me afterward. I got well, a lot of lovely uh, ladies. Is what I'm the record, to. just to be clear, I just want to make sure the record states that Judge Bauer just indicate indicated that he has lovely playthings, and then indicated women that he has in other countries. I just want to be clear about that. And let me say, just let me say, I treat them very well. Okay, I take them on at least four to five dates before I ask if I can kiss them, Wait and a then from there we date for several months. I'm sorry, I just realized something. You are not Judge Bauer, the judge. You are Judge Bauer, LLC. Got your ass, bitches. Oh, and okay. And you also own Got Your Ass Bitches. Of course. Of course we fell for it. Well, I have to say, Judge Bauer, you had me fooled. Let me just... Let me just shake your hand and say, "What? Well, it's been nice knowing you. Oh, Joy Buzzer. Oh, you got me again, Judge Bauer. Oh, I mean, Judge Bauer, LLC. Oh, what a kidder. What a kidder. And not guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Someone signs. That was good. That was fun. Well, that was, uh, that was quite a journey, folks. We visited the Iberian Peninsula. We joked with Judge with a sense of humor. Pirates that perform important logistic functions. I think we learned something, we grew, and now, unfortunately, So before we go, I just wanted to give you a chance to do a little painless self-promotion. Where can people find you? Uh, what are some things that are coming out from you?
Why don't we start with uh, Curtis? Any shows for the Comedy Co-op, you can uh, check thecomedycoopla.com and you can see any upcoming shows there. And also, hopefully, a Megaplex show, which is the improvised movie, which we do pretty regularly. If you are about to take the SAT because you're not a lawyer, but you are a 16 or 17-year-old teenager, I just wrote a book on how to do SAT math. Laser focus on SAT math, so you can also buy my SAT book. So anything you want, improvised movies, cooperative comedy, or SAT math. What's the title of the book? It's laser focus. Laser focus. SAT math. And is there any improv tips in the SAT book? It's mostly improv tips. It will not help you in the SAT, but it will. Like, it's, I actually just took all of improv beat by beat, and I just, you know, put that in there, and I figured, whatever. What's Amazon gonna do? Sue me? Yeah, I mean, no, but yeah, it's like they, they, they don't even worry about the middle hundred pages or so. That's what they say. The middle hundred pages unimportant. It's a hundred and two pages, but that's still. All right, Griffin. Now, what's coming out from you, or, or what do people check out that you can see? And what can they find? Um, so weird. SAT language. It's just the language side, and uh, yeah, it's also improv. It's just it's so weird that we have this overlap. That's insane that we both have this niche that we're covering. Uh, no, that is very exciting, but I, I have much less things going on than Curtis. Um, yeah, I've been very busy with my day job, but everything else has been on the back for uh, Like Billy Seven Inc., that's part of the group that Monday's at Seven. We're still doing videos and stuff like that occasionally. Uh, we're looking to put out more stuff. And uh, yeah, it's kind of right up to say, so if you guys want to know what Griffin Taylor on, on Instagram. I forget my, my Twitter. I'm not on social media that much. At Griffin Walsh. Okay, yes, that's what, that's what it is. Yeah. Once every three weeks, you like a tweet. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm allowed. When I remember my password, that's when I come to the whole Very niche humor. Okay. All right, Courtney, what's coming out from you? Um, where can people find you? What would you like them to know about? Oh, man. Uh, they can find me on Instagram, I believe, my Twitter. Instagram at my full name, Courtney Carwell. And you can see that my short is online now. Look six cities. One went around and one best director. So that was really cool. Um, and I have a new one coming out in the spring. That is our show. Thank you very much to my guests, Courtney, Curtis, and Griffin. Nobody can hear you later, folks. Say goodbye. 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 Oh, shit, I forgot to record.